Welcome to Fat Man Beyond. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Mark Bernardin. Hey! Oh! Hey! Oh! Hey! Wow! Welcome. Uh, so much to talk about. We got a ton. There was a point this week where I texted Mark <laughs> and said, "Is there even a point to doing the show? No news." All the and then the news cycle was like, "Hold my beer," and announced everything. So we've got so much to cover on Fat Man Beyond this evening. But first and foremost, heads up, 48 hours into a fast, I'm feeling real fucking feisty. <laughs> All I want to do, I was just pulling into the alleyway here. I saw a fucking sign. I see every time I pull into this alley, I never think about it. But today it caught my eye, pizza. <laughs> and suddenly I was like, fuck the general public. Fuck anybody watching this show. I'm going to that pizza sign, and I'm going to eat that fucking pizza. But I didn't do it. So I'm. you forget how much food structures your day. I don't. I eat three times a day. Smart Every man. Day. Smart man. I am no hours into a fast. I'm, try, I'm almost out of top G phase, uh, phase, which, of course, 72 hours in, that kind of kicks in. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's. Day one is always like I fast. I enter for those who are like, "What the fuck's going on?" I'm religious. All right, get off my fucking religious dick. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't fast for any religious reasons, spiritual reasons. Uh, well, maybe spiritual. Mm. I fast for self-discipline. Whenever I feel like I fucking go overboard uh, in indulgence and eating or something like that, I try to tame myself back into a sense of discipline. And the fast, the intermittent fast. Um, I already fast on a 20 slash four cycle. So I have a four hour eating window of every day, but the intermittent fat. And in that four hours, the problem is I will fucking feed for four hours. <laughs> so I'm like, and we start now and I'll sit there and watch like fucking Lovecraft country and eat through the entire thing. Mm. You know, just it make like something that good is made better by like falafel chips, you know, and shit like that. So uh, periodically I fucking reset and and prove that i can discipline myself so the first 24 hours and it's not even the first 24 hours the the last six hours of the first 24 hours are the hardest mm. because suddenly you're like what are you doing like you know the fucking <laughs> instincts kick in but we're not you know as human beings we're not supposed to eat as much as we do eat. particularly three meals a day fucking seven days a week we're feast or famine fucking creatures who only in the last you know, 100 years figured out breakfast, lunch, and dinner and stuff. So the body can fast. Mm -hmm. I don't want to trigger anybody, but, you know, this is a thing. So uh, I'm, I'm right now in that place, and I made it through the first 24 hours. Like, you wake up in the morning like I woke up, I guess it was this morning, and I was like, all right, I fucking, I am the master of this shit. Not me. Like, it's mm -hmm. not going to tell me to go eat and shit. I could fucking put shit in the way of eating while my body eats itself only recommended if you have like fat to burn uh you know if you're a thin person don't fucking do this and shit um but also if you're a thin person you can do this it's actually good for your system to do it like periodically so um i'm i'm pat made it past day one mm -hmm. but you know about two hours ago i was like that's why I was like, can we start the show at six? Because <laughs> I knew at six o'clock I was going to start being like, you should fucking eat, man. So much so that by the time I pulled up here a little past seven, I saw the pizza sign and I was like, ah, ah. 
but, I will shoot a motherfucker for a slice. Oh, you're not kidding, man. But um, but here's the thing. Mm. I'm not hungry. Mm. Like if if it was all about hunger, you know, fucking you couldn't get between me and the food. This is about instinct. This is about habit. Mm. This is about entertainment. Like when I was home, eating would have really entertained the fuck out of me and structured my day. I would have plopped in front of the TV. And if I had broken down at, say, 5 or 6 o'clock tonight, I probably wouldn't have rolled up here. I would have texted you at fucking 6.45 and been like, let's do this tomorrow. <laughs> because I would have been food drunk and shit like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm right now I'm in a almost at, what time is it? It is now 7.32. Yeah, I'm 48 hours of a fucking fast. And I'm not hungry at all. I'm not like, oh, God. But I'm just, you know, bitter. Because <laughs> I like eating. Like the physical act of eating feels pleasurable. I'm a 50-year-old man. And don't get me wrong, I'm I, I love sex, but I like eating more. And we have this big empty house, man. My kid went to Dallas mm -hmm. uh to start shooting her a TV show she's on for in, on Freeform called Cruel Summer. And uh Gail and Byron, Jen's parents who live with us, they took the kids to Dallas, both Harley and Austin, her boyfriend went. So the house is fucking empty and ripe for fucking and ripe for eating because nobody's there to steal the rest of the food. You're not sitting there jockeying for like, oh, man, Harley took all the fucking bread and shit like that because it's vegan. It's just us alone in the house and alone with all the food. So and nine and a half weeks has not broken out. Fuck no, because I'd rather eat. Why ruin fucking eating with fucking? That's work. <laughs> Never understood that scene when I was a kid. I remember seeing that when I was like 16. I'm like, separate. You got to keep them separated, man. Don't George Costanza this shit. Where you eat a sandwich while you're fucking. You got to keep them separated. In any event, that's fucking. Now I'm just throwing that out there in case I seem a little salty this evening. <laughs> I would like to, believe me, I'm so salty. I'm like, give me some of that fucking Bud Seltzer. <laughs> but that would defeat the purpose because there are 100 calories a can. I would be out of ketosis and shit. Yes. Then double bitter because you're drunk and bitter. Yeah. And going like, why did I? And then sad, probably crying. Oh, we would do the entire emotional cycle. <laughs> absolutely. Like, then bitter. I'd be bargaining with my body. Maybe I could throw it up and then I won't have it in me. <laughs> and then eventually acceptance where I'm like, Oh, well, I'm drunk. The five stages of Bud Light seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight it's all non-alcoholic beverage. salty, angry, drunk, bitter, regretful. I'm got, I got I to gotta get control of my eating because by the end of the month, I'm going. <laughs> we opened movies again. Yeah, you did. The movies pop-up is now up for uh, reservations, open for reservations at moviespopup.com for us coming to Chicago. Movies is coming to Chicago right in the loop at St. Louis Assembly. Uh, and then me and Jay are doing Jay and Silent Bob Get Old at the McHenry Outdoor Theater. So October 30th to November 6th is the movie's pop-up. I'm going to be there with Jay, grand opening day, October 30th. We're going to be there on Halloween because we're there anyway. What the fuck? And then November 1st, we do Get Old. Then I come home and me and Mark are going to do an election special. On, we will. Yeah, on November 2nd, not the 3rd. Right, we're going to do it the Monday. Yeah, because we're going to encourage everybody to go fucking vote, not do it while people <laughs> should be voting and being like, stay home and watch our show. That'd be ridiculous. So we're going to do it on that fucking Monday and stuff. So I know when I go to Chicago, I'm going to be eating the fuck out of some free movies. Free movies. Is, uh, are you going to bring your tater tot gun? Oh, fucking right into my <laughs> mouth. Spread my cheeks. Go right up there as well. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but fucking you take shit anally gets in your system quicker. 
kids do that in high school. They drink booze up their ass. So if I shove a hater tot up there. Yeah, not, I, I saw train spotting. <laughs> That's right. I, I'm going way far back to high school. You're like, you know, in the 90s, we saw train spotting. It's a suppository. <laughs> and that's what a hater tot is. <laughs> suppository of love. So uh, cow tippers, hater tots. We're doing uh, cow dongs, which are, you know, sausages. Um, they got fucking uh, oat milk soft serve because, you know, we do vegan and non-vegan food and stuff. So I know when I go out there, I'm just going to be like, just rub it on my face. Totally. So I gotta, I gotta take control of my body. Speaking of taking control of the body, man, you fucking Ethan Suplee put up a thirsty fucking photo. Yeah. Uh, where he's wearing like a, a tank top, but he was like, I've never worn one of these except under a fucking secondary shirt and stuff. And he's like in fucking super shape, man. Looks like he's got guns and he's fucking cut. So some like men's health video, like work out with Ethan. And it's like, crazy. And, and his, his Instagram fucking like icon is him as Willem. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's funny because you look from Willem and you look to him and you're like, what the fuck? Um, he looks amazing, man. That kept me from eating tonight. Because I was sitting there going like, you know what? I'm a goddamn man of 50 and fucking i had a heart attack once i deserved to goddamn eat man and just as i was about to i saw a picture of him and i was like i can wait i can just jerk off instead <laughs> I, didn't. <laughs> I didn't do that i smoked weed but that'll be tonight when i get home from this show and i'm like oh mm, my god i want to eat and then i'll be like jerk off and go to bed i'll do that now you know what my evening looks like <laughs> That's my Friday night, kids. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> That's why I want to become an independent filmmaker. Um, <laughs> hey, this episode of Fat Man Beyond is lucky enough to have a sponsor. We got a sponsor. Indeed. Uh, and I know how much you guys love the ad reads. Yeah, fucking, it's important to us. That, look, without the ad reads, we got no show. Indeed. So we thank our sponsor this week, Keeps. Keeps. Uh, go to keeps.com slash fatman. And you get your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash fat man. And you're like, first free month of treatments of what? What well, do they do? Well, what's the name, Kev? Keeps. Keeps. And what, what is, is it about? Keeping your hair. Hair, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no, dudes. Dudes, like, you know, you want to keep as much hair as you got. We're middle-aged dudes. How old are you? I am 48 years old. And I am 50. I'm closer to death than Mark. Always have been, always will be. <laughs> I'll and catch up. <laughs> he'll never catch up. I will beat him to the grave. Um, and I'll tell you something right now. My body is decaying at a regular rate, man, rapidly. All my joints are going. Not the joints you smoke, but the joints and uh, all the, the skin and the hair, of course, naturally, man. Hair has been going since I was 25. Go watch Mallrats. I remember the first time I showed my mom Mallrats, the only thing she said afterwards, two things. She goes, so glad you and Jay got to run around and get some exercise. <laughs> and the second thing was, Tiger, you have a bald spot. <laughs> I was like, "You what? Really? She's like, yeah, it's about the size of a quarter. Well, now it's the size of a fucking small bank in Geneva, ladies and gentlemen. And I wish that Keeps had existed back in the day so I could have kept some of that luxurious hair i used to have hair like a lion's mane I've, I've seen it now look at this crap look what i'm left with the dregs all that's left is this not magic anymore not a lion's mane i look like scar even he had a better lion's mane than i got <laughs> but it wouldn't have been that way had keeps existed man keeps won't help you grow your damn hair that's that's nature and god's responsibility depending on what you believe in and stuff what keeps is gonna do 
help you keep your hair. Indeed. Two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. And the best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you have the hair left. Trust me, kids. He ain't kidding. Yeah. No, and I, I feel you. Like, that's why I keep it so short. Because if I let it grow out into a gorgeous, luscious afro, I turn into Isaac from The Love Boat. And there's like an atoll right in the middle of just like, <laughs> a little island, a little, oh, <laughs> like a little, it's a like little a super villain lair, <laughs> the hollowed out volcano of hair. <laughs> That's where they all go and feel like that. <laughs> um, yeah, man, look, we're fucking old. We know a thing or two. We may be young at heart doing a show like Fat Man Beyond talking about movies and stuff, but we're old in body. We're mostly decrepit. Take it from old men, man, who look back at their young selves and, and see what they wish they could have corrected. This hair loss is correctable. Mm. Thanks to good folk, folks yeah. who keeps. They ain't going to grow your hair for you. They're going to help you keep your hair. I look every day, I open up the medicine cabinet, and I see that old 1970s pick with the black fist at the ball of the end just gathering dust and cobwebs because I got nothing to pick with it. And I, don't own, I ain't owned a comb in years. <laughs> I've been saving like 69 cents a year for 20 years because who needs a fucking comb when you got a hat? You want to live under a fucking baseball cap backwards and shit? Then don't use keeps. You want to show off what you got? You want to keep what you got? Keeps it? Go to keeps.com, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, keeps.com slash fat man. You say some stuff or I'll say some more stuff. Go say more stuff. I'll say more stuff. Keeps treatments typically take between four to six months to see results. So it's important to ask, act fast. The sooner you start using it, the sooner you'll see how much hair you can keep. And, you know, treatments start at like 10 bucks a month. Even after the free treatment you get by signing up, keeps.com slash fat. Oh, my God. If somebody had told me in my 20s, if you give me $10 a month, you could keep your hair, <laughs> I would have blown that person. I mean, never mind the money. I was like, what else can I give you? But 10 bucks yeah. easily would have been worth it. This is great, but I would like the $10 also. Yes. <laughs> keeps.com, ladies and gentlemen. The good folks at keeps.com going to help you keep your hair. Keeps.com slash fat man. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors, ladies and gentlemen. You get treated right at home. You ain't got to go someplace. No, online doctors, they'll send prescriptions right to your house. Come on. And then you, you, then you do it. You it's do. on you. Yeah, Keeps going to help you keep your hair. Go to Keeps.com slash fat man. K-E-E-P-S dot com. Thank you to our sponsor, Keeps. And yes. now... On with the countdown. Casey's <laughs> Coast to Coast at number 19 this week. Uh, all right, man. Shooting to the top of the charts. Uh, what uh, What have you been up to? I talked about my shit, how I'm hungry, <laughs> and how I'm hungry. going to Chicago. I'm so hungry, I'm going to the Midwest. <laughs> What's going on in your life? Uh, what have I been up to this week? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a weird nether week. I think we talked about it last week. and I'm, I'm waiting to hear back on a couple of things. Um Chasing down new opportunities, just still also kind of just working on stuff. Kind of so like nothing's that. going on. You had a week. Nothing really. Good. I mean, I've, oh, I've been, I mean, to be fair, we only did the show like two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> What's <laughs> happened since then? Let me tell you, cold fusion. Not much. What, what has it been like? We did the show on Sunday. On Sunday. It's now Friday. Five days later. Yeah. Um, I watched a little TV. I we saw, watched fucking, uh, what, last time we did the show. We neither of us had seen Lovecraft Country. Indeed, yeah. You got the the, the alert on your phone, like it's in it's in my queue. You've since watched it. Yes. Excuse me. That was the sound of one of the monsters in Lovecraft Country exploding from the earth to protect uh, Tick. <laughs> um, how 
insanely well written was last week. They're all insanely well written, but how insanely well written was last week's episode, the final moments, the 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 closing circle. Yeah. Of the Jackie Robinson baseball bat mm-hmm. moment that we saw in the very first episode. And just such a great piece of like creative writing, science fiction, particularly creative writing, where you have an effect on your own existence somehow. Yes. You know, and, and the fact that Tulsa 21 seems to be like an event that keeps on giving. Yeah. That you can now attack it in multi- like I, I'm not sure that that sequence would have had quite the same resonance had we not already visited Tulsa 21 in Watchmen. Watchmen did a bit of heavy lifting for them on the subject. Mm-hmm. Also saved them a bunch of money. Right. Because they didn't have to show the breadth of the like the landscape, what was going on. The way Watchmen, like, mm. Watchmen had that opening saving Private Ryan kind of like. Very much so. Ten minute sequence where you're like, holy crap. Here, now, the public at large seems to have been, over the course of the last year, educated more about Tulsa. Yeah. Or even learning about it for the first time. Um now they can work off the foundation and yeah. go like, okay, you know about this. Here's an aspect of it, rather than like we have to teach you history just to tell you the story. Right. And it can drill down much more on your character's perspectives on it, rather than just have it be a we're introducing you to this thing that we know you don't know. Yeah, a lot of exposition. Um and yeah, I thought that was I thought it was great. I thought it was really strong. And again, it's a show that emotional, that powerful. Continue. But as a writer, I'm just I'm not even jealous. I'm just like it just makes me want to put my pen down where I'm like, <laughs> what was I saying, Jane Samba, we're about to do again? <laughs> I should really snooch to the niche. Just retire at this point. <laughs> um eh, fuck, it was so good. So damn. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. Look, I'm jealous because I saw there were some people on the internet who went to a uh, special secret drive-through screening, drive-in screening of the oh, finale. Oh, the finale! That would look good on a big screen, right? I bet. Yeah. And so I'm a little jealous. Uh, as as much as I would enjoy that, man, still you're listening <laughs> to your car radio and stuff, which could be a cool sound system. I don't know. I, I my favorite way to consume that show is on my bed while eating for an hour straight as i <laughs> as i detailed earlier and right now we're friday mm-hmm. saturday so by sunday night it will be um 96 hours yeah might be ready to break my fast although what's going to happen is like uh at that night i'll be like i'm so close to eight o'clock and i don't eat past eight o'clock so if i just wait till tomorrow at noon then i'll be like 100 hours into this motherfucker and stuff then I'll feel really disciplined, and then I'll sit on the bed and, and watch Lovecraft Country. But a smart man would learn his lesson and be like, just enjoy Lovecraft Country on Sunday night. No food. Mm. It's good enough. It's yeah. a sumptuous banquet enough. You don't have to you know, fucking pile <laughs> veggie grill on top of it. You're not going to do that, though. We'll see. We'll see. It's about right. discipline, right? I will, I will text you at 8.30 and be like, and, and see how long, long yeah, how long it takes you to answer because I'm sorry I had nacho all over my finger. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is amazing, Mark. I gotta go. <laughs> we shall see. Um, all right. In lieu of uh, us not having anything really exciting to talk about in our lives, I'm hungry and he's bored. Shall we do the news? We can, we can do the news. There we it can is. do the news. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark. Well. well Actually, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm very fond of saying Mark as a news hound goes out and find our news. But this week, I feel personally responsible yeah. for texting Mark three stories like, yeah. what a scoop. Uh, uh, which, 
I may or may not have already had. <laughs> we already collected it, but I'm like, but I didn't did say you anything. know they're making another Spider-Man? Let's talk about this. It's like, okay, you got it, Taggart. <laughs> Thanks, Kev. Um, well, the, the most late-breaking news we got was, um, and it's a thing that had been spoken about before, mm-hmm. um, the Milestone Universe from DC Comics, mm-hmm. um, which is the home of the Dakota Universe, which gives you Icon and Rocket, and Hardware, and Static Shock. And Static Shock, when I had moderated the milestone panel at the DC Fandom, um, they revealed that they were already beginning to develop a live-action Static movie. Because, and, and with very good reason, Into the Spider-Verse probably cracked that open. For yeah, them, no doubt. Where they're like, oh my God, if they'll buy Miles Morales, they'll totally they'll buy Static like, Yeah, Shock. we got a teenage black guy right over here who's yeah, also yeah. got superpowers. Here's Why our answer, this? yeah. And so it was, it was kind of clear that like Reggie Hudlin was going to be involved and, and Warner Brothers clearly because it's where, where Milestone, the, all the Milestone titles were, were headquartered. But today the news was that Michael B. Jordan is joining Static Shock as a producer and his Outlier Productions company, Outlier Society is the name of the company, is going to be the creative home of Static Shock. Um, I was just captured by the image of him as Killmonger. Mm. Um, yes. Great news. Very good news. Uh, probably play a role in it, too, somewhere, right? It would not surprise me if, if there was something for Michael B. Jordan. A man who will now walk between two worlds. Well, has he walked between? Was he ever in a DC thing? He was previously in a Marvel thing. He was in two Marvel things. If you count Fantastic Four right. and Black Panther. Black Panther. Was he ever in a DC thing? I don't think he was in a DC thing. His first foray. Yeah. Like crossing the streams going on. This has been like a week and a half of lots of stream crossing. Mm. Um, but this yeah, is great news, man. Very good news. And, and also excited. him being involved gives it a huge profile. Huge profile. You know, it's, it's the sort of thing where it's, it's a crude analogy, but it, it ends up being used in Hollywood all the time, where you say, well, all right, listen, this studio or this production company, whatever, is now a little bit pregnant with this idea. That they, the idea that there's no skin in the game yet, that they right. can kind of come and go, yeah, we'll make a static movie. But when Michael B. Jordan shows up, then it's, oh, all right, we're a little bit pregnant with this. And so now there's no backing out. No. You know? Or if we back out, there's a lot of ramifications for it. You know? And so this, this is a good thing. For this movie, it's the best thing. Um, movie? Or you think they'll... I think they'll do a movie. I think, I think it's a big enough deal for them. And again... But I mean movie like in a movie theater or do you think it'll well, just wind up like every other movie is going to wind up <laughs> playing in my home <laughs> uh i i think we're far enough out that you know they might they're, they're like this is a post-vaccine movie i mean anything that's going into production in the next you know month two months three months is a post-vaccine movie yeah. um because you know and, and the news has been incredibly dire especially from the theater chains in the in the in the u.s yeah. That like guys, we got like four months left of cash, and then we're all going out of business. Yeah, um, you know, in the UK, some of them are shutting down. In the US, you know, we AMC. still can't go to the movies here, can we? Not in Los Angeles, no. I mean, Orange County, you can. I think Ventura County is beginning to open up, but LA and San Francisco are still down. Can you? You can't even rent a movie theater here. Like you know, some people like Coy Jandro, he mm-hmm. rented a movie theater for his birthday and saw Tenet. Yeah, but he probably had to go out of Los Angeles down to like OC or something. Yeah, like you, at, at you have to bounce out. JC, to, ladies and gentlemen, JC, pop it in. Tell I just, him, JC. Well, I just did it. Uh, so AMC, Mark. Hold on, go back to us real quick. 
Listen to this motherfucker brag, right? He's like, I just did it. (laughs) (laughs) Go back to Jay-Z before he yells at us. Mark pointed it out two weeks ago that one of his friends did it in Huntington Beach. So AMC just started doing what Regal or whoever it was. Um, So you either have to go to Orange County, Riverside, or Thousand Oaks. Uh, Thousand Oaks, which is Ventura County, right over the line. Mm -hmm. But at AMC, you can rent the theater for 100 bucks for up to 20 people. And like... um, you know, I haven't taken uh, Jen out on a date since uh, COVID hit because she's been pregnant. But we rented a theater. We're going to go see Jurassic Park next week. So you can see Jurassic Park, um, uh, Empire Strikes Back. They have all sorts of old school like favorites that you can check out and a ton of horror movies for Halloween. So it's like Fuck, if you're in L.A., it's like, what, a 40 minute drive out to Thousand Oaks? Why not? Yeah. That's some fucking, that's a good date tip right there from mm-hmm. JC, man, owner of this here establishment, Scum and Villainy Cantina. Why don't you rent this fucker out for 100 bucks a night? <laughs> Give people, like, you know, the, the loan date. I'm, you should do the same thing. Steal that idea. There, there's no indoor dining. <laughs> well, nobody, you're not giving them food. They could just that's come in and we'll play a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Same fucking thing, right? Like, if well, you ever because... wanted to rent out, just double up, though. 100 bucks seems low. That seems like a fucking deal and a half. Do you think they'll do that in Los Angeles when the theaters reopen? Because uh, think... that is how I'll pay. I mean, I'm not, it's the only way I'm I'm not saying I'm a coastal elite, but that's how I'm paying to see a movie every time from now on. Here's my $100. I'd like a theater to myself, please. Yeah, I mean, you can't do it unless the county is, is on the whatever scale of opening it up is allowed to open movie theaters. So LA, he couldn't rent out Scum and Villainy because LA is not allowed to open restaurants yet. Um, Are you a restaurant? Yeah, we're technically a restaurant. So we could be open well, if we that, have- that, Look, let's be honest, that, that depends who you ask. If you've ever <laughs> had the food, it's Scum and Villainy Cantina. Anyway, back to you. Um, so if we had an outdoor area, yeah. it would, we could be open and serve people outside but because we're on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, yes. there's no place for us to expand out to because we'd have our our tables on top of Sid Grumman's star, and that you know we can't do that. But wait, like, couldn't you? Could you? You know how like I saw on the news a couple weeks ago, somebody Airbnb in the last blockbuster, where you could Airbnb it, where you could like pay to spend the night at. The blockbuster, and they got a bed there and a bedroom and shit. Oh, that's interesting. Can you Airbnb this shit? We could probably Airbnb it. I know um, I'm working on with a toy company turning this into a toy store for the holidays. Oh, that's fucking smart. from Thanksgiving till New Year's, you'll be able to come here, and I can't say which toy company it is, but it's a very cool high-end toy company. That's great. And you're going to be able to come in here and take photos with life-size versions of their toys and all sorts of things like and then buy gifts for christmas so that's what i'm working on now that's cool that is that's a fucking scoop why didn't you tell us that's good thing you just did tell us still working on it that's that's (laughs) fucking hot uh but also airbnb this place who wouldn't want to fuck in scum and villainy cantina you put up a cot in the middle of the floor Kill the cameras, and you can't work that day. And then, you know, fucking whatever happens. It will be very much scum and villainy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Putting the scum in scum, scum and villainy. villainy. 
you could sell them yeah. a year. It's a hundred bucks a night, but the add-ons are where you make the money. Like they got to use your condom, the scumbag, for a hundred bucks a pop. <laughs> and if they're doing it, they're probably gonna have sex twice. That's two hundred bucks. Don't let married people in because they don't use. Condoms. We could like <laughs> trust me. We could trust uh, we could uh, rent out costumes also. Fuck yeah! Like we could get a the uh, Hut Slayer Leia costume, and we could get the the Leku for if you wanted to, you know, dress up like a Twi'lek. See. There we go. You know, now I'm thinking. Thing. Here's a guy I was thinking. There's, you know, there's a world in which you could also rent this place out as a location for porn. That's there. You go. I mean, come what? and villainy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Let's shoot a porno. Oh wait, I did that one. Yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, two. Still, that's the, you know, you know, it's been tough for JC because he can't open and shit. Obviously, he's got a bar and what he considers a restaurant. <laughs> And the city, <laughs> and the city won't let them open and stuff. Desperate times call for desperate measures. They do. Now indeed. is the time for us to pool our resources and our talents, and shoot a pornographic movie right here, at the Scum and Villainy Cantina. We could start a Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> who wants to be in our pornography? Who, who wants to be involved? Who wants to back our movie mm. um but who would fault us because it'll save scum and villainy cantina indeed there's yeah. also a lot of people who have met and gotten engaged here right and I so mean, they'll wouldn't you want to you know we could do consummate. like a small marriage we could live stream the marriage you could marry them well and don't then they could fucking drag me into this stay yes, the night I'm happy to do that as well <laughs> uh stay the night and leave. consummate where they at the, in the spot they met all right. So what you're saying is for let's say two thousand bucks, you get the overnight marriage package where you come here, I marry them, uh, then it's their place, and then we live stream the wedding, mm -hmm. and then the place then we turn over the keys, like I now pronounce you man and wife, you may kiss the bride, and here are the keys to scum and villainy. Turn it into come and villainy, and then we all fuck off. Where we leave the stream on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's the pornography that's, part. That's, the, that, that's where we make the real money. Because we're like, we tell them afterwards for 10000 we don't release the stream. <laughs> um, so, no. So that's fucking, that's a pretty good deal. S somebody in the chat said it would be, we could call it Zach and Miri, the comeback. Ooh, Ooh. I like that. Comeback tour. I like that. Um, all right. Put that on the menu, man. <laughs> Anybody out there willing to pay 2000 bucks to get married by me here at Scum and Villainy Cantina and then spend the night where you consummate uh, your marriage on a fucking Star Wars bed? Now you got to build one of those. A Star <laughs> Wars bed with Star Wars sheets on it, right? Ooh. We can get those off eBay. And then you get to keep the sheets. 2000 bucks, right? I mean, honestly, you just pull out one of these booths, you put in an inflatable mattress, and then shabam. That's good. Yeah, actually, he ain't fucking wrong. You could even tent one of these fuckers, you know, with like lace and shit. I mean, and uh, glowing the dark stars for when you bring all the lighting down. You could tent all of them and turn it into like a tiny hotel. So that's $2,000, $2,000, $2,000. You think they all want to fuck in front of each other? What kind of sick people are these people? You Campers? Think <laughs> <That's true. laughs> um yeah man there's many different ways for us to monetize this space come in villainy's love hotel yes <laughs> what what is the you will never find a more wretched hive of love and villainy 
you'll never find <laughs> as long as you live <laughs> someone who fuck you that's coming billy 2000 bucks it's not a bad deal it's not a bad deal i'm just trying to franchise baby. act now and it's 1000 bucks <laughs> act later it's 3000 bucks <laughs> yeah so see a pattern here <laughs> Um, all right, so Michael Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is making static shots. He's going to be producing static shots. Hooray. And, and we're going to be producing a fuck hotel right here at Scumville. <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing. You can see how like we feel like we're in the same category as Michael B. Jordan. Indeed. Um, the rumor of the week this week, um, which feels less like rumor and probably a thing that's totally going to happen, but has not been confirmed, is that... For Spider-Man Three, ooh, um, uh, home skillet, um, <laughs> home skillet, <laughs> home slice. This movie is shaping up to be the greatest Marvel movie ever made. With the with the storylines, with the names, with the they they talked about having Smythe, the Spider Slayer, in the story, sure. which means robots. Him sure. fighting Spider-Man, killing robots. Like okay, Spider Slayer. Um, but in any event, yes, the rumor is that in addition to bringing the villain from the amazing Spider-Man to Jamie Foxx's Electro, right. um, which automatically like weird and muddles up the, the time streams, there's a rumor that we'll also get two previous Spider-Men, Tobey Maguire <gasps> and the other one, Andrew <gasps> Garfield. Andrew, Andrew I mean, Garfield. fingers crossed for Nicholas Hammond, but something's telling me that's not going to happen. <laughs> classic um yeah i've been reading this and then i read sony was like this is not confirmed but it feels like it's gonna happen i mean it feels like there's this weird race between the flash and spider-man 3 for like all of your for your nostalgia, nostalgia bucks i mean it, and it's so weird that we're living in this like multiverse arms race <laughs> where we all win we all benefit we all win but from this escalation but uh i i'm all for it uh, this is great. I hope it's one scene, maybe mm. even one shot. Uh, I'm all for it, but it's not what's going to get me to go to that movie. Everything else has me hooked for that movie. Mm. Like, they don't have to be like, and guess what? The other two Spider-Men are going to be there. I'm like, whatever. That's fine. I'm, I'm happy if it happens. I know that'll make a lot of people happy, but that ain't my driver. My driver is just, it sounds like it's the Sinister Six. <laughs> it sounds like they're making a Sinister Six movie, man. It's going to be fucking amazing. And him on the run. I didn't see this coming when I saw the end of the last movie. I was just mm. like, oh, I can't wait to see him, you know, go to the prom next year or graduate. And oh. instead, he ain't graduating. Mm -hmm. He's graduated to hell. Man, 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 man. School of hard knocks. This, they had me from the moment, you know, he was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, not just because he almost cursed, but because I was like, now that's some fucking storytelling. I couldn't have predicted that. Mm. So I want to see them put Peter Parker through the ringer, man. Because uh, I want to see them do Born Again with Peter Parker, essentially. Remember what they did to Matt Murdock and mm -hmm. what Kingpin did to Matt Murdock and Born Again? That's what I hope happens to Spider-Man here. He gets broken fucking down and then discovers who he really is. Because think about it. You can't go back with you. Exactly. Come on, Spider-Man. Exactly. The whole movie has to be the equivalent of that. Come on, Spider-Man. <laughs> Come on, Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, fuck. You're going to make me cry. God damn it. That's a beautiful moment. <sighs> um, all right. Anyway, so yeah, they could throw in those other two cats. It's totally fine. I get it. That's smart. Mm. Throw that fucking shot in the trailer. Who ain't going? But <laughs> that's not what's dragging me. They 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 had me at 
oh fuck that that movie just seems like ballsy storytelling particularly for like you know something that they mint money on mm -hmm. you know they could just keep doing variations on the same fucking theme but instead they're growing the story like yeah. we're seeing we're gonna see a version of spider-man we never saw before spider-man outlaw spider-man on the run spider-man like with all the fucking heroes in his universe none being able to be like with the exception apparently dr strange right none there to help him because he's a fucking criminal yeah spider-man homeless it's got to be right. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be the name. That's a good idea, right? Um, all right. What else we got? Um, we talked. I don't know. Three months ago, two months ago, forty-eight months ago. Um, that uh, that George Miller, he ye, uh, legendary filmmaker, the guy who made Babe Pig in the City, indeed, amongst other things. Yes, a guy who made Happy Feet. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, he, we, we all wanted after seeing, um, Mad Max Free Road, a sequel, another film in that world. We wanted to, to follow Max. We wanted to follow Furiosa. We wanted to see, you know, how that world would expand. Mm -hmm. He was like, fuck that. I want to go back to the future. And he's doing a Furiosa origin story. Film. Without Charlize. Without Charlize. With Anya Taylor-Joy. But he's also adding Thor. And yeah. Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. Yes. And wait, isn't she in uh, uh, New Mutants? She is. Yes. So there you got you got the whole uh, you got two Marvel kids and a DC god, mm -hmm. more or less. Um, all right, I'll see it. I'm look. George Miller directing it. George Miller directing. I'll it, totally go. It. Who? What is she from that I don't know? Other than that, New Mutants. Um, she was in the Witch. The v -V Witch. That movie, The Witch. The Witch. That's her big thing. She was in that. She was in Glass. Um, Glass? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that either. I guess. Yeah. She was the uh, the sort of heroine. The the because when what's his face James McAvoy's weird Sybil like character was taking a bunch of young women hostage, she was kind of the final girl of that dynamic. She's the one who escapes. She's the one who defeats the bad guy. Was she in the other movie Split? Mm -hmm. Or she actually yes, into she's in. I, I'm confusing Glass and Split. She's in both. She's in both. But yes, that the first. She's one, part of the M Night Shyamalan hero verse. Indeed, whatever the Shyamalan verse. Shyamalan verse. The Night verse. The M Night verse. <laughs> the M Night verse. We'll shorten that. Yeah, we took a, we took a few drafts. We got there. <laughs> um, all right. Well, good for her. She's playing Furiosa. She is. Do you think they'll get Charlize do wraparound sequences to they be like should. when I was a girl and then cut to her? <laughs> I remember when. Yeah, fucking before we had those that fucking one time where we drove in a straight line to get gas, things happened to me in my life. <laughs> I would like her to be the uh, the feral kid of the Road Warrior. Oh shit! Because the feral kid, you know, grows up to have been the narrator of the whole story. Right. So like, yeah, let's just have Shelley's come back. Um, before I met Max, there was another. I'm in, but George Miller takes a minute. He is not Always the speediest has. filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, he takes his time. Good for him because he makes wonderful films, but yeah. I'm sure we'll be seeing this in, what, 2028? You know, if we're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> As with all things, if we're lucky. And it's just called Furiosa? So far. Good enough. Yep, I'll take it. Not Mad Max colon Furiosa? Well, I, I mean, technically, Max, as far as we know, is not in it. He's not going to be in it? Unless Chris Hemsworth is playing young Max. Who met her before he met her? Uh, perhaps. Unless they're telling two different stories. Unless it's a There's no way Hemsworth is playing 
He's playing Tom Hardy. Max, yeah. (laughs) He's playing somebody that she loved who definitely didn't make it into the next movie, into into, uh, Fury Road. Yeah. This is uh, is my favorite part of the show where we guess what's going on. (laughs) Okay, so is Hemsworth the good guy, the bad guy, or is Yahya Abdul-Mateen II the good guy, the bad guy? Let us find out. Indeed. Uh, What do we got next? We have, and I did some research to figure out how to pronounce her name. Sochi Gomez is joining Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. Which uh, a lot of people, uh, they haven't announced who she's playing. No. But a lot of people think she's playing America, right? America Chavez. Uh, And I saw some people online were like, hey man, she doesn't look like America Chavez to me. She's too light to be America Chavez. But uh, we don't even know if she's playing America Chavez. We have no idea who she's playing. But even if she is, like, fucking good for her, man. Yeah. Like um, all this says to me is, Jesus, every time they tell us a story about Marvel's future, the universe just keeps getting bigger. They're adding characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, smart. Like, fucking, they got a bunch of characters to choose from. Now they're adding the young ones, and it feels like they're lining up young Avengers in the future. I feel like they, they're, they're definitely broadening where where the other movies began to sort of contract mm-hmm. right like there was the early explosion of let's introduce this character this character this character let's drop this character in another sequel of that thing but it was definitely drawing to a, an event right. that would consolidate everything and now it seems as if it's the big bang like on the other side of, of infinity war it was an end game just push yeah. we're getting all of this stuff and whether it will eventually narrow back down into some other event at some point who knows? But for now, it's it's a galaxy of stars. Some event involving Kang, no doubt. Could be indeed. But yes, so she's joining Doctor Strange. Uh, Benedict Wong and Chiwetel Ejiofor are also expected to reprise their roles as Wong. Mordo's coming back. And Carl Mordo is coming back. Mordo? Mordo? Mordo. What is that? Mordo? Mordo's <laughs> coming back? Uh-huh. Too many sorcerers. And Elizabeth Olsen is also going to be in this as the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, she goes, you know, crazy in WandaVision and she's the bad guy or bad girl, the big bad, if you will, in Multiverse of Madness. Could very well be. Because I'd be fighting. down for that, man. If like that was the, she became an Avengers level threat and mm-hmm. stuff. I could see that arc. Because you saw her at the end of Endgame being like bummed and shit. Yeah. And, you know, the WandaVision will feed into what's happening in, in Multiverse so of So somebody, I don't know who it was. I, don't, I think they're in the cast, but they're like, they said WandaVision is a flat-out action movie. Wow. Like, it's an action movie with little sitcom beats. Um, so I can't wait. I, look, I was already on board, but fuck. When does that happen? Um, they, their production is supposed to begin in next year. No, when does WandaVision happen? Uh, WandaVision debuts in December. In December? Yeah. And uh, Mandalorian is two weeks. Mando is like the day before Halloween. This is the way. Mando! Mando! watching the shit out of that, man. And then I also read that Favreau said they're going to start shooting season three before the end of 2020. Yes. Did you read it in my news? No, you pulled that. <laughs> well done. How awesome is that? Yeah. Just keeps going. Oh, more Baby Yoda. More Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda will save us all. He will. But, I mean, because Mandalorian, like, of all of the shows that are trying to figure out a way to COVID-proof themselves, it was almost by design, not quite COVID-proof, 
but COVID resistant, COVID retardant. Why? Because it's all on a soundstage. There's no location. Yeah, you're indoors. You're indoors. On location, at least you're outdoors. I understand why people think this is safer because it's like you're still going inside a building. You're still going inside. Like if it, it'd be safer if they were like, we shoot it outdoors all day long. Then it's like, oh, great. Fucking no wonder. Yeah. But I mean, you've been on a location. There's 200 people milling around a location. There's like looky loos and bystanders. And is like, that what they think they're cutting down on? I mean, I'm, I hate to be this guy, but what fucking Star Wars location has ever had looky loos? They go out to like the desert or fucking snow lands yeah. or the middle of the ocean shit. But they still had dudes with long lenses getting shots of motherfuckers in the sand. Yeah. <laughs> so, like i just i just like i'm maybe i'm ignorant but i'm like i don't understand why everybody's like, wow this show's covid proof or covid better i'm like why they're still indoors on a soundstage like they have a smaller crew is that the philosophy um i think so that would be it i mean and believe me i'm not like you better answer this because it's <laughs> not like you got the answer but it always strikes me as odd when they're like and this show is particularly covid friendly or covid free and, and i'm like why do you have a mandalorian because he's got a mask on. <laughs> Never takes wearing... it off. Cut back to us. God damn it. <laughs> that was just laying there. Neither of us fucking got it. Uh, Neither yeah. you nor me. The new host of this show, Funny Man JC, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the, um, but actually, one of the things I've been doing to pay for my house while COVID's been happening is uh, virtual video villages. So via Zoom, all of the executives and money people who always sit in video village on set during a movie or a tv show or a commercial we've found a way to virtualize that so they dial in from home on zoom and they have two-way communication with uh a director on set and so they can talk to the director and then the director can parlay what any concerns that the producers and those people have. So if you're not actually hands-on equipment, right. all of those type of the money people, the marketing people now can sit at home on Zoom and actually see what the camera is seeing in real time without having to be without there. having to be there. So you can actually cut 60% of looky lose and hanger on offset that way. And I know a guy who shot an episode of Mandalorian, and he said that he wasn't even there. Yeah, really? Like, he DP'd from a distance mm. using this shit or whatever. Right. Like, so, yeah, I guess, I guess that's it. That's how they... So it's not so much that, like, man, we got a fucking bead on how to do it right. They're just, like, we're doing what everyone else is doing. <laughs> we're keeping everybody offset. I don't know. If you've got other ideas, hit us up in the chat room. <laughs> Yeah. JC will let us know. Maybe there's somebody that's like, what you're not thinking of, jackass, is this. But I'm really disappointed that neither of us thought of the mask Everybody's joke. wearing a mask. Um, and also, it's a show that doesn't really require lots of smooching. You know, I think that's a, that's a big problem with a lot of dramas and whatever, like Grey's Anatomy. Like, holy shit, we got to do a bunch of surgeries. We're all up close on people. There's romantic scenes. All of that now becomes a different problem to have to solve. Mm. Whereas Mandalorian, as far as I can tell, not a ton of kissing. Lots of like, I'm going to shoot you from across the room. Great. God, I, you just made me think for the first time. Like, so what? They're not shooting any porn now, right? Oh, no, they're shooting porn. They'll always shoot porn. Even in the middle of this pandemic? If, if, anybody, if anybody's good at testing on a very regular basis, oh, that's good point. it's porn. Good point. Somebody out there is making out. No. <laughs> <laughs> on porn sets. Porn sets. Uh, what else we got? Um, let's see. 
Moving right along. Moving right along. Remember how excited we were about going to see Coming to America? Yes. Coming to 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 America? Yes. Yes. I know this news and I'm excited about this news. And now Tell I'm crazy excited because Coming to America is coming home instead of the theaters. To us. That's right, man. Who? Amazon? Amazon on December 18th. Bought it from Paramount. For $125 million. What? Yep. What was the budget, I wonder? Because uh, they had to make a little bit on top in order to make it worth their while. You know, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's a figure out. Such have. a brilliant move, though. But, yeah. I applaud Amazon for this. Uh, or any streamer who was like, give us that movie. Because mm -hmm. it's done, and then ain't going to be able to come out for a damn minute. And when, we all know that when the box office reopens, it's going to be like superhero movies and big-ass blockbusters and stuff. This is going to make Christmas excellent. It's going to make Christmas great. And, you know, I know the, the industry itself is a little tepid on this idea of, like, these giant the, the, theatrical blockbusters coming home first, blowing up the theatrical window, all of that. But we have to have a release valve yeah. for, A, socially, so that we don't, you know, shoot each other in the face, but also even the business, if every movie waits until we can go back to the movies. That means then you're going to have a traffic jam. Every weekend, there will be eight giant blockbusters to go see. Nobody's going to be able to make all the money back because you have half of a population who has no jobs. Mm. You know, like it, it becomes an untenable situation either way. So the only way to kind of make it workable is to be able to release your Mulan's, your Disney Soul, which is also coming to Disney+. Plus. I saw, yeah, the second trailer, the new trailer they put up is really wonderful. You know, Coming to America is coming out. You know, pushing everything into 2021 feels like it's you know you're hedging your bets but some of that smart money is giving it to people now and the way that disney did it with mulan is like hey you know pay a little extra something something what do you what do you think prime's gonna do is that they just put it on prime for free or i think they'll put it on prime for free because i think you know they don't technically need the money for them uh, amazon prime video well is, you're already paying for prime so if they gave you coming to america They'd be like, this is, what, this is a prize. This is what you get. Right. This is why we value you as a customer. And Amazon's entire television slash theatrical initiative is like a vanity project for Jeff Bezos and the rest of Amazon. Yeah. Like they're, they they're in the paper towel selling business. 100%. They're, they're not necessarily in your, look, guys, we made a movie. We yeah. wish you would see it. They're like, yeah. hey, just hey, you have this too. They're like, uh, we also have toilet paper and coming to America. Right. And jeans <laughs> and car batteries. Like they, it's just another product they sell. Yeah. You know, I mean, there, there is a version of the future in which both Amazon and Netflix looking at the state of the theatrical business and how every theatrical chain, at least in America, is starting to crumble under the financial burden, sweep in and say, hey, you know what we did with bookstores and supermarkets? We're not doing with movie theaters. I really suspect that's in the future. Uh, yeah. Because who else can afford to buy these giant places? Yeah. And, you know, who else has a rooting interest in entertainment to some degree? Them. Like, yeah. And owning all of it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it is somehow both inevitable and insidious at the same time. Yeah. But it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Get ready, kids. Anyway, what's <laughs> next? In better uh, news. In better news. Well, there's nothing better than fucking coming to America, coming to Amazon in December. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> this is going to be fantastic. Um, we have previously talked about a Marvel casting uh, bit of news. Um, yes. Sochi Gomez joining Doctor Strange 2. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a bit of casting that we speculated about, seems to have been confirmed previously, is that Tatiana Maslany was going to play Jen Walters, She-Hulk. 
yeah. in the new series. The internet told us that. The and internet. so did Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, Ruffalo when was he like, congrats. Her, and he was like, yeah, welcome to the family. Welcome to the Hulkverse. Or whatever. And uh, it seems as if maybe we're all a little early. Maybe there was gun jumping happening. Maybe there was, uh, you know, leaping out ahead, some offsides play. Because in an interview with the Sudbury Star, I'm not sure where that is. Um, Canada, I think. Sudbury. Yeah. Lovely garden municipality. Um, she claimed that the casting reports about her playing She-Hulk aren't true. Uh, her quote, that actually isn't a real thing. And it's like a press release that's gotten out of hand. It's totally, I've been connected to these things in the past and the press has gotten into it, but it's not actually a thing, unfortunately. Now, I hate to be this guy, Mark, but are we sure that's Tatiana Maslany saying that and not one of her orphan black personalities? <laughs> It could have been the Russian one. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Um, and also, like, there have been casting notices that have gone out in the past that proved not to be accurate. True. This uh, one seemed legit, though. It seemed legit. Once Mark Ruffalo got on board, you were like, oh, he, 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 he's the Hulk. Right. He's in the Marvel family. If, if he didn't know, who would? Some people have speculated this could be a... Uh, contract negotiation ploy but according to the actress herself she's like no ploy this is just there's it's not true right you know which again could be some you know i'm not going to say nefarious plot to dissuade and deceive but it could be a tactic it could just be a the ink isn't signed yet i am not authorized to confirm or deny so i guess i'll just deny and there had been a moment a couple years back when like matt smith from doctor who was cast in a star wars movie and then never appeared in the Star Wars movie. Yeah, that's true. You know, so like these things get announced and don't come to fruition for any number of reasons. Well, let's hope that uh, the, the first rumor is true and that yes. that part she has for keeps. That's right. Keeps.com <laughs> slash fat man, ladies and gentlemen. K-E-E-P-S.com slash fat man. However, if you're a woman, do not use keeps. Don't, don't use it. Um, Only for dudes. If, if you're looking to keep a part in your hair, keeps.com slash fat man. You well see what played. I, thank you. Nice. Um, all right. From the haves and the have-nots to what? Because we don't know what she is at this point. Yes. Whether she has the role or whether she has not the role. Um, we go to Star Trek. We just wrote that ourselves right now. <laughs> I'm feeling full with courage in my chest. I'm feeling out of breath and hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Singing that song took a lot out of me. Made me lightheaded. Makes me think I should be having a meal. I'm winded. Um, Even if it was like a meal on the hollow deck where ooh. it was fake and I was like, <laughs> this air tastes delicious. <laughs> uh, and I'm dressed as a 20s gangster. <laughs> I'm going to piece of the action. See? <laughs> uh, Star Trek Discovery's third season premiere was just this past week. That is Star Trek colon the CBS all access app show. Yes. It's uh, called Discovery. Yes. Better known as Disco because that lasts forever. Is that right? Is that a thing? Well, yes. Yeah, they disco. call it Disco? They call it Disco. <laughs> For that reason? No. I just think they shortened Discovery to Disco. I'm like, that's cool, isn't it? Because nobody ever hated Disco. Wow. Good point. <laughs> so soon they're going to have the, a bunch of copies of this fucking show at Shea Stadium, rolling over, burning them and shit, light them on fire. Um, what are I, they doing with this? Was it Shea Stadium? Where'd they do it? 
Chicago. Where, Wrigley Field in Chicago? Comiskey Park? In Chicago? You mean where Movies is headed? October 30th to November 6th? The very same. At St. Louis Assembly in the Loop? Yeah, don't say. One of my favorite jokes from childhood was told to me by my father when we went to Chicago for the first time when I was 70, 1979, when I was nine years old. And uh, he said, um, you know, he was like, the train here is called the Loop, and it's elevated. They call it the L train because it's elevated, and it's called the Loop. And, he, you know, as a kid, you're like, wow. He told you all that so he could tell you the joke. And the joke was a uh, guy gets into a taxi cab and says, uh, hey, buddy, does this car go to the loop? And the cab driver said, no, man, it goes beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> Deacon, you're from Illinois. That joke play? No. <laughs> Deacon shaking his head no. I really should have said he's shaking his head yes, but he just gave us a grim Midwestern no. Don't do it. Don't bring that joke to Chicago, Kev. I'm bringing it because I'm going to be there with Jay. There was, there was a hobo. There was a hobo in the town I grew up in on Long Island in Baldwin um, who would always walk up and down the street as we were like in high school and he'd walk into the deli that we were all ordering our sandwiches from and he would say, I'm horny for states. <laughs> What's Delaware in? Idaho, Alaska. Which, do it again. Break it down yeah. slow. This is new information for me. You've had a lifetime to get used to this. <laughs> uh, this is the first time I'm hearing it. Okay, hold on. There's yeah. obviously a pun and wordplay involved. Lots ahead. of them. Uh, I'm horny for states. I'm horny for states. That's the premise. That's the premise. What's Delaware in? Delaware. Idaho. Idaho. Alaska. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> where was that kind of learning when i was in school i still don't know the 50 states but if somebody was like here's how you learn them through pornographic terms <laughs> like listen you can either watch the animaniacs they'll run you right through them all or crazy hobo wisdom that <laughs> gotten in the deli um he had a bindle stick i think his name was eddie we called him crazy eddie did he have a bindle stick mm -hmm. that, that's like Literally. Legit hobo. Yeah, I mean, it's the like, last of the hobos. If you look in fucking uh, the dictionary next to hobo, the picture <laughs> is a dude with a bindle stick. Wow. Have bindle will travel. Reads the card of a hobo. Um, wait, what was so? That yeah, story? disco. <laughs> so what's going on with Star Trek? Uh, I, I first the, the one show that I watched this week yeah. was the premiere of Star Trek Discovery. Star Trek Disco. Such a disco, which I was really, really impressed by. Oh. Um, had you not been impressed by the previous two season openers? Um, here and there. The first season's a little bit of a mess. The second season kind of found itself. But the third season uh, takes a giant roll of the dice. And, and the second season ends with, we have this crazy knowledge that would ruin the Federation and Starfleet if it ever got out. The only way to protect humanity as we know it is for me, Captain, you know, Commander Michael Burnham, and the crew of the Discovery to launch ourselves into the distant future in the wormhole to make sure that nothing happens to the present. And so they do. And you open up season three with, we're coming out of the wormhole. Whoa. And then they land to discover that the Federation is all but gone. Like, and, and warp travel has been knocked off the, the table by a thing called the burn, where we that lithium crystal just spontaneously exploded like 150 years ago. And so... It now seems to be a show that's not about trying to get back to where we came from, right. but trying to rebuild the thing that's lost in the present. And I was like, that is pretty that's fucking That's a clever idea, yeah. It's a smart idea. It's clever. It gets you a whole brand new series of, of circumstances and rules and regulations and 
a giant quest your heroes have to, to, to complete without it feeling as if we're just time traveling to solve a problem then go back to where we came from. Right. Um, so yeah, I was, I was super impressed by it. They're going to rename it Star Trek colon Gilligan's Island. <laughs> sure. Three hour tour. Um, and apparently CBS is happy enough with it. And the, the ratings for however you measure ratings on CBS All Access were strong enough that it already got renewed for a fourth season. Oh, Huzzah. no, really? that wasn't planned, you know, before it even debuted. I'm no. sure that was a naturally organically occurring thing. Totally. They're about to, I, lose. you actually sold season three to me. That sounds dope. It's I might watch bad. that episode. I'm. Literally bought the CBS All Access app to watch Star Trek Discovery in <laughs> season <did>. one. <laughs> and I, I watched a few, but I was really put off by how convoluted the Klingons were. Remember we talked about it? I was like, yeah. that is way too much fucking makeup, man. Yeah. This is very extra. Yeah, Guys. like calm down. So I might <laughs> I might check on season you three. You are too loud. Now that I'm over it, I might check on the opening of season three based on your review. That's what I like about this show. You learn new shit. <laughs> Every now and again, new information. What other news we got? Um, the, you know, they're making a Lego Star Wars holiday special. Yes, they've released the artwork uh, already. Um, adorable idea. And it turns out that it might not completely suck. Oh, and I'm sure it'll be good. All the Lego shit's very funny. Yeah. But, you know, one of the reasons why it doesn't seem like it'll suck. Then again, the first one very much sucked. And they still had lots of people who took part. But Kelly Marie Tran, Anthony Daniels, Billy D. Williams have joined the voice cast. Of course. Already joining, you know, Star Wars Clone Wars cast members, Matt Lanter, Tom Kane, James Arnold Taylor, and Dee Bradley Baker. Wow. Um, it's unclear if you're going to get your Oscar Isaacs and your John Boyegas or your Daisy Ridleys, but those characters are in it. So who knows? I'm in. I just want a lot of B. Arthur and Life Day jokes. They better have a brand new Boba Fett cartoon. <laughs> Why do you think, when are they finally just going to, like, because Disney owns all this shit. When are they finally just going to, like, break down and be like, here's the real Star Wars holiday special? I don't know, man. Because the one who kept it from the world was George Lucas, but he don't own it anymore. No. So if I'm Disney, I'm just like, come on. We already... We already made that fucking, you know. He already hates us. Yeah, we already made three movies he can't stand. Let's fucking, what are we holding out for? Um, maybe next Christmas, but I'm telling you, 2020 would have been the year. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're going to take out the trash in any year, like, just, come on, just drop it on, like, a Friday. Don't tell anybody about until, it. Until then, I'll just watch it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure it's somewhere. On the, the mossy VHS that mm -hmm. I still have buried in the garage. What about, so uh, you're going to watch it. I, I will watch it, um, probably more out of professional curiosity than like diehard interest. But right. like, huh, let's see what this is. It's free. It's on Disney Plus. Not free. We I'm already, already pay for Disney for Plus, so I might as well watch it. Get yeah. my money's worth. I mean, once I finish watching the Cat from Outer Space, I might as well watch the movie ripe for the remaking. You think so? Oh God, are you kidding me? Kids I mean, love cats. They do. Kids love outer space. <laughs> <laughs> Kids will love. A cat, cat from, from outer space. space. <laughs> Just great title. Can we get Paul Rudd to voice something? Maybe the cat. He's got to be the human that the cat interacts with. Think so? Yeah, I think so. We can get Moranis back. The cat, the voice of the cat has to be Jack Black. Oh. <laughs> you got to go like Elizabeth Banks. Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. Wow. I, I've been watching the new I just, Oh, because she was the voice in the Lego movie too. She was mm -hmm. the the alien who came 
yeah. Sparkle, whatever her name was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been watching The New Girl um, on Netflix. Have you ever seen The New Girl show? The The New Girl? Yes. With? With Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, that old show? Yeah. It's on Netflix. I've been binging it. Really? Why? It A, goes down real easy. Okay. Um, B, Jake Johnson. I'm sort of- I re- do like him. I've been rediscovering the magic that is Jake Johnson. I do like him very much. Um, I just got to the Prince episode of New Girl, where they all somehow get invited to a party at Prince's house. And the scene where Zoe Deschanel and Jake Johnson first encounter Prince, and they're like just kind of like really tense and weird. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't give you time to freak out now. You may do so. And is it really Prince? It's really Prince. Like they shot an episode with Prince, who's playing Prince, and what? they haven't been able to say I love you to each other. And so Prince is the romantic counselor that helps them you know, grow closer together. Right. But Jake Johnson's freak out at being able to freak out in front of Prince is the most amazing piece of physical comedy. It's so good. I don't know. What, what season? Season three. And it's, what's it called? Prince episode? Uh, it's just called Prince. Oh, um, wow, what a weird, unlikely, of all the things I thought you might fucking plug tonight, the yeah. new girl was not anywhere on the list. No, and I only did so because Tiffany Haddish appears as like Damon Wayans Jr.'s like one night booty call for an episode. And maybe the first time I'd ever seen her, but wouldn't have recognized her. It's like, that's fucking Tiffany Haddish playing just a, a honey that he doesn't sleep with this episode. She's been around huh. since before her moment. Indeed. Yeah, she, she, she wasn't ready yet. She's ready now. <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, all right, we're done with that Star Wars holiday special. We news. are. I got one last news story, my this friend. This is the final news story of the night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, grab your socks and hose and pull. Here we go. That <laughs> <laughs> went, went a different way than I thought it would <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> well, you socks. started. You brought up the new girl, so I'm just... <laughs> grab your socks and grab your hose. Oh, I thought we were grabbing something else entirely. Um, and bring them to the Cumming Villainy <laughs> Cantina, where you can rent out one of these five fabulous booths for sex with your yeah. loved one. Did you not bring sheets? Rent a scumbag. <laughs> a sleeping bag for two. Um, now, I am assuming that your, your Sunday night viewing is automatically um, Lovecraft Country, um, Food Orgy, and then The Vow. I don't watch Food Orgy. Oh, I, I have, have a food, food orgy, orgy while I'm watching. Yes. yes. I don't watch it. I live food orgy. Nice. A little back. And then I watch it. Actually, the way it goes in our house, my wife is like, let's ease in with the vow, then go for it with Lovecraft Country. Because Lovecraft Country is very intense. And there's a lot of yelling at the screen. (laughs) There's a lot of applauding when you're watching the show out loud. So it's a very engaging engagement. So it starts, she likes to start soft with the vow and then move into Lovecraft Country, which... To be fair, I eat through the hour of the vow as well. <laughs> so on Sunday night, it's two hours straight of eating while HBO shows me stuff. Excellent. Um, and so the, you're caught up in the vow. You've been watching. The I'm vow very current day. on the vow, and uh, I, I it's well made. I can't believe how much footage they have, but it really does feel like they're pulling the taffy at this point. Feels like it could have wrapped up two episodes ago, but what do I know? Yeah, it feels like it would have been twice as effective at half the length. Agreed. But, I mean, the good news is it's about to come to an end, and when it's over, it's over. Right, Mark? Sure, because why would you not gather the writers together and make up a second season of The Vow? Wait, there's more? There's more Vow. So the idea is, I would assume, and we haven't seen the end of The Vow, but I assume that it ends with K 
Keith Verneri going to jail because we know that's what happens in real life. But I guess if next week is the last episode, there's not they're not even close yet to putting this dude behind bars. And they're also not even close with the India Oxenberg storyline, which we also now know that she got out. So I guess there is lots of potential and room for season two. I just wish they had wrapped it all up in season one. Yeah, I mean, season one will likely end with the arrest of Keith Raniere. And then season two Season two is the trial of Keith Raniere. I guess that makes sense. Plus an exclusive view into Raniere's innermost circle, um, all of which will be happening after the Stars documentary, which is now just India Oxenberg's story, um, which starts like next week, I think. Because apparently this is like the Menendez brothers. Um, where I mean, well, it, they're they're certainly trying to make it so. And again, like I think The Vow has been an amazing watch by virtue of the fact that it's not the story. It's not like, ooh, he branded people. Mm. Like, we already heard that part. It's the amount of footage they have, the access they have to this guy over fucking 10, 12 years where you get to see everything that, well, not everything, but a lot of shit that he said and the shit that took hold and why these people like, devoted so much time to him um but it did felt a little like you know stretched out yeah and so maybe next season only eight episodes i don't know look i'm sure you know what they're doing i'm sure they're like we've been insanely successful go fuck yourself yoga hosers um (laughs) which is their nickname for me did you did you hear what the india the four episodes of india india's star series is about though no apparently when allison mack was arrested india was the one who was like like i'm gonna take all your stuff to storage i'm gonna take care of it so when you get out everything's taken care of and there was a box of flash drives and some personal items Uh and she goes oh i can't put this in storage so she brought it home with her and after a few months she was like what's on these flash drives and it is keith ranieri detailing all of the horrible stuff that he wants Doss to achieve. Pick out only the hottest girls. I want my initials in the brand. The fuck, serious? So it is the, like... Smoking, beyond smoking gun. Yeah, the, like, the really juicy, meaty, like, you got this guy admitting he's just scummy. So that's apparently what that series is well now you got me fucking hyped for the stars (laughs) man i want to watch that and i I think it debuts so next sunday is the last episode of the vow and then the india thing thing happens up after concurrently yeah it's uh, it's, something to watch i'd like to see that take down it's a lot of nexium it is and and it doesn't i mean you know i hate to diminish it but it doesn't seem to be like much story beyond like you know, these people believed a guy, and then suddenly when he started branding people, people were like, hey, maybe this ain't a good thing. And, right. And it's over. Did you ever see that documentary? I think we talked about it maybe last year. Three Identical Strangers? Yeah. Like, fascinating documentary. That's a story that, like, every 10 minutes, there's some new shoe that drops that completely changes the story and the trajectory yeah. of, that, of that narrative. Where that... I'd have bought that as a fucking 10 episode documentary because you each could, one could have spread it out. You could have spread it out. There's enough story. There's enough tappy. They were famous. Like there's footage of them. Like the, the concision of that, the condensed nature of that made it so compelling. Mm. Whereas the weird 
like the seduction of footage of of at the very least the vow is like I, I get it. You have footage of Indy Oxenberg making fruit juice, <laughs> but like, did this really need to be here? They look. <laughs> They they do have footage of Indy Oxenberg making fruit or Captain Oxenberg, Captain Oxenberg making, making fruit, fruit juice. juice. So if that's your thing, the vow <laughs> is on HBO right now. Um, it's well done. It's incredibly well done, but it just felt yeah. stretched out. And but knowing and then when you said season two, I'm like, what? But if it's like, okay, now it's the trial of this guy, I'm I'm, I'm I'll watch it. Right. But uh, I got to say, this stars India Oxenberg documentary sounds pretty. Yeah. And it's also intense. so weird in that you could 100% just Google it and figure out what happens. Yeah. You know, it's not as if they have information that's not publicly available. It's true. The whole time I've been watching it, my wife's just like, oh my God, what happens? I'm like, we know what happens. <laughs> like, and if you don't, Google it. Like, this is an old story. But it's presented in such a way that. It's compelling because they're like, here's footage of while it was going on, inside footage. They had a shot of him last week of Keith Raniere in the mm. show where he was just walking real fast. <laughs> like, and I, even the fast, like, who, why was this necessary? Why did he want this shot? Like him just walking around the neighborhood. <laughs> um, pride goeth before the fall. Indeed. Um, all right, that's all the news. That's all the news, my friend. Give it up for Mark. He got your news, man. Woo! JC, I'm hungry for questions <laughs> all right i'm actually not hungry but i'm boy i'd like to eat so give me some questions to chew we, on. we had one really good joke in the chat Ooh, while, tell while you guys were doing your your dad jokes okay <laughs> it was uh and it's topical it's where is the bathroom on the millennium falcon in sabac in sabac nice. star nope. wars <laughs> I had to do it. I'm going to be a dad in a month. That's so. right. You get to make those jokes. Yeah, yeah. One, one month, month away from, uh, from one baby JC. From JC Jr., if you will. Yeah. JC Jr. Yeah. Well, it's a girl, so. Still call her JC Jr. Yes. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> uh, one what, month, is your, what does JC stand for? James Christopher. So your middle name is Christopher? Yes. Um, so you just name her Jane Christopher. Mm. Jamie. Justine. It could be Jamie, but my brother's wife is Jamie. Jane, man. Like so. fucking Tarzan and. Janet. Miss yeah. Reifenberg, if you're nasty. Yes. <laughs> um, in any event, that's cute dad joke. Uh, I like it. I like my toodaloo better, but fucking Deacon <laughs> shit all over it. With a look. Not even a word. He, he has such disdain for that just, joke. He wasn't even like, don't. He was just like, it deserves yes. no words. Just walk away. <laughs> There's been too much violence. I'd be mad, but I'm still thinking about that pizza sign across the street. <laughs> the whole fucking show, I'm like, God, pizza's is brilliant food. Pizza. pizza. Pizza's probably not the first thing I should eat after I break a fast, too. It feels a little gooey. Yeah, a little bit. A little, little very bready and stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got questions? <laughs> all right. Question number one. Ask of we these questions three. This is uh, Z Howard 1992. Wants to know what fictional product you would like to have sponsor this show and what would your advertisement be? Ooh. So, uh, like the Mattel hoverboard from Back to the Future would be an example. Oh, um, the Plumbus from Rick and Morty. Uh, the sponsor, the uh, Fat Man Beyond, sponsored by the Plumbus. <laughs> And what was the other part of the question? Uh, what, what would, what would the ad be? be? Oh, um, 
Fuck it. It's a plumbus. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you. Um, this episode of Fat Man Beyond is brought to you by the good folks at Recall. <gasps> for the vacation of your dreams. Oh, my God. I want to go to your world right now. <laughs> Could you imagine if we had Recall right now? Oh, never. No been. one would be engaged in 2020. Mm-mm. I'd be like, take me back to 2019. I had a great year. I just passed the one-year anniversary of um, when we put our hands and feet print into the cement at the Chinese theater, which means, me and Jay, which means that it's also the one-year anniversary of when the movie went out on Fathom. So it's the one-year anniversary of Reboot coming out. October 19th, which is a few days from now, is the one-year anniversary of the first night of the tour in New Jersey. But tomorrow, Mark, Mm. October 17th, is the one it no the 25 year anniversary of the Mallrats premiere party which means that on October 20th it will be the legit 25th anniversary of Mallrats wow isn't that fucking weird man i saw uh, i did see that uh the Clark Collis piece from EW lovely piece yeah that was really he sweet. always whenever i interview with clark mm. The first thing out of his mouth is, how's Mark Bernardin? Because he's usually screaming Mark. over the phone. <laughs> but he does. He's like, how's Mark? I love Mark. I work with Mark. So I know. I, I remember. I <laughs> always remember. You remind me every time. <laughs> every time I remember. He's um, the sweetest man. Great guy. And he did a lovely fucking piece that was in EW and stuff. For uh, the Arrow video released a 25th mm. anniversary Mallrats Blu-ray, which I spent last night going through both discs. And it was uh, maybe not last night, the night before. And it was a real walk down memory lane. You're like, Mallrats has never really left my life, mm. you know, in any given year to the point where I'm like, I haven't fucking thought about Mallrats. I think about Mallrats probably every day. But it's been a while since I watched, like, some of the extras and shit like that. And so they, you know, some of the extras were on the 10th anniversary DVD or whatever. But they had this, like, behind-the-scenes interviews with mm-hmm. the cast on the set. And, you know, I put up on Twitter a little piece of mine. Everybody is so fucking earnest. Everybody's acting like we're making Argo, <laughs> not Mallrats. It's very strange. Only Jason Lee has a smile. Mm. Like, Jason Lee is the one that's like, look, I'm having a good time. Everyone else is real serious of like, even me as the director, I'm like, it's a movie set and two guys get broken up with and so they go to a mall. <laughs> I made clerks. Can't you tell? <laughs> like, it's so fucking weird. I just want to grab that kid and be like, you make comedies. You make comedies, you dick. <laughs> In any event, I had a good time. Other than that, I had a good time going through the DVD. Mm. They produced a stellar fucking DVD. There's a wonderful little Jay-only interview, and that's rare because usually I'm standing next to him, and so I got to see that. Uh, and then there was a nice piece they did with Dave Klein, which I really liked. Over the phone, you could tell because of COVID and stuff, but mm. they put together with pictures and stuff then they did this cool piece with like people who worked on the movie in lesser position not like rock star positions Mm -hmm. office pa one of the extras the locations manager and they animated it was really good man Hmm. so the whole thing's wonderful package and whatnot but yes 25th anniversary of mall rats comes up october 20th that's awesome yeah so yes i would like to recall my way either 20 years ago 25 years ago or i just go to 2019 that was a much better year yes or i would just like to get my ass to mars because <gasps> maybe better than here yes 
ass. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Coy Hagen, give those people <laughs> air. <laughs> Quaid. That's my quato. It's <laughs> coming out of my own chest. <laughs> All right, man. What a great question. He gets a prize. Or Consider she. Consider that the divorce. Um, <laughs> what's our next question, JC? We had uh, in chat, somebody thought the Oasis from Ready Player One would be a great sponsor for the show. Oh. And Andrew Clever. from the booth is texting me, Soul Glow. Oh. Let, let your, your soul glow. Couldn't hit that second high note. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. Yeah. Whoops. Your fault, Andrew. Um, I also thought of like Mr. Fusion. Oh, shit. Hmm. Um, Wayland Utani, Building Better Worlds. And what's the, uh, what the Robocop company? Oh, Omni. What Omni? is it? Omni Consumer Omni Products. Omni Consumer Products. OCP. <laughs> I buy that for a dollar. <laughs> All right, what do we got? Sucks, 5000 All right. Uh, Hank Pena wants to know if you and Mark can recast Avengers with sitcom characters. Recasting Avengers with sitcom characters. Okay, who asked for this? Uh, Hank Pena. Hank's Hank Pena. a million. <laughs> yeah, way to go. Make, make us work for this last Yeah, one, boy, right? oh boy. Fuck, now we got to think. All right, start Captain America. Uh, and his sitcoms from all of history and shit. All, all history. Sam Malone, perhaps? <laughs> or, and I'll probably be in the minority on this one, James Evans Sr. <laughs> <laughs> You America's dad. <laughs> I was going to go Tony Danza. No! What? <laughs> no. He's got a good heart. Nah. No, not his cap. No. No. Um, I, got I, got, I got rules and lines, you and rules. you just crossed one with that. Um, Jim Halpert. From The Office? Yeah. Play Captain America? Play Captain America. I'd buy that. I'd buy that. He'd be looking at the camera the whole time. He's like... <laughs> um, okay. Iron Man. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. What is the deal with this iron? <laughs> um, I was going like Stephen Root in uh in in news radio, just because he's rich. Just because he's rich, and yeah, but Jerry Seinfeld is a real life billionaire. Well, yeah, but it's the characters, not the actors. True, but I mean, look, I'm the biggest Stephen Root fan on the planet. But if you told me, hey, you know that sitcom Avengers has Jimmy James as Iron Man? <laughs> I'd be like, look, I'm a fan, but that's... A little much. It'd have, to be, it'd have to be some huge sitcom star. So, like, Seinfeld was huge. Who? Oh, or Ray Romano. Ah! <laughs> ah! Cap! Sign the accords! <laughs> Civil War with Ray Romano. <laughs> I don't think it'll get better than that, so perhaps we just leave that question right there. <laughs> Take us to question three. Take us home, JC. Sign the accords. Ah. What was his brother's name? What's his brother's name? What is it? Robert. Get him to sign the accords. <laughs> ah. The thing we're going to get to Fraser Crane is Doctor Strange. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> fucking great. That's fantastic. 
Dr. Fraser Crane as Dr. <laughs> Stephen Strange. Um, well, we need, we, before we leave it, we need one lady. We need one lady. Lucy as the Scarlet Witch or as Black Widow. As Black Widow. Duh. Yes. Lucy as Black Widow. Na, 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 na. <laughs> or Mary Kate Olsen as the Scarlet Witch. Oh, JC's on fire. I guess this is our last show. Apparently. Because fucking JC's got all the jokes. The J stands for jokes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great answer. Uh, and then who else is left? Thor. Uh, Who's our Thor? Falky is Thor. <laughs> I was going to go. Chris. I'm from another country. <laughs> <laughs> Cousin Larry. I am God of Thunder. I was going to go Chris Evans from Parks and Rec as Thor, but. Chris, no, what's his name? Chris, not Evans. Not Chris Evans. Evans. Um, what's his face? Pratt. Pratt. As Thor. Wow. How weird. A little bit. You could have him be an Avenger even though he wasn't an Avenger. <laughs> um, and then Hulk. We need a Hulk. John oh! Andrew fucking wins the day. John Goodman as the Hulk. No makeup. <laughs> <laughs> He's that good an actor. Um, all right, that was fun. Fucking well done, Hank. Hank's a million. In the chat, Odir Herrera says Alf as Rocket Raccoon. Oh, oh that's nice. great. Excellent poll. Wow, man. All right, let's get off of this because I'm not feeling creative enough to beat that. <laughs> I, I kind of want Jeffrey from Fresh Prince as Jarvis. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Just keeps getting better and better. Um, oh, and you have to get Will as, uh, as um, James Rhodes. Will Smith as Jim Rhodes, as Rhodey. <laughs> yeah. um, and as, uh, as... Oh, Lucy as Pepper. Lucy's Lucille who? Ball as Pepper Potts. No, Lucille Ball is the Black Widow. Oh, did we Queen do that already? Succumbs. Oh, yeah. Oh. Pepper Potts. Marion I mean, Mar Mar Cunningham from Happy Days as Pepper Potts. See, I was going to go Mary Lou Henner as, uh, as Black Widow. Yes, but like in a world, look, she's my neighbor and I respect the hell out of her, but in a world between Lucille Ball, the queen of the fucking sitcom and television, and Mary Lou Henner, who's got a very good memory and was in Taxi, <laughs> I, I think it's Lucille Ball. Maybe Mary Lou Henner can be the Scarlet Witch, red hair. Okay. What about there you go. She's in. And she'll remember everything, including every spell she'll need to cast because she's got a photographic memory. There you go. Okay. We got this. Now do Ultron. <laughs> James Evans Sr. <laughs> James Evans Sr. as Ultron. Well, Vicky from Small Wonder as Ultron. Ooh, good call. Good call, man. We need a vision as well, which also has to be a TV android or a robot. Mm, could it be Kit? Ham and Yo-Yo? Remember that show? <laughs> One cop was a fucking robot. <laughs> oh, fucking. Oh, that's, that's not a sitcom. I was going to be like, Data, but that's yeah. not a sitcom. I was going to say Kit, but that's also not a... Who? What? It has to be like, other than Small Wonder, isn't there some robot show? Mm. Some fucker falls in love with a robot or a robot butler? Are we just are we spitballing a show right here? <laughs> well, is it... Uh, it starts as a robot butler, but she falls in love no, or it's, he... It's fucking Rosie from the Jetsons. Oh, 
and starring Rosie from the Jetsons. <laughs> as Ultron. As, no, not Ultron, as Vision. She's a hero. Oh, Vision, right. Ultron so. is Small Wonder Girl, which is actually a very brilliant idea. <laughs> um, fuck, man. Urkelbot is what Chad is saying. Urkelbot from oh, Family Matters. That's pretty damn great. That is pretty damn great. Although I you could have saved Urkel for Loki. Did I do that? <laughs> I feel like, the, but Urkel is fucking as as Ultron though. Did I do that? Did I do that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, that was fucking fun. Alex right. P. Keaton is Peter Parker. Is in the chat. I buy that. I mean, he's a little old. But the high school, he was presented as a high school kid. Yeah, no, I guess yeah, that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's Thanos? Red Fox. <laughs> <laughs> it's the big one. Lisbeth, they're coming. <laughs> they're coming, Lisbeth. I'm uh, inevitable, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, who's Thanos? Mm. Duh. Mork from Mork. Ooh. Thank you. Thank you. Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker. Oh, that's better. Mm. Andrew wins again. Archie Bunker is fucking Thanos. <laughs> and Carol O'Connor as Archie Bunker as Thanos. <laughs> that's a great call. All right. Third question is going to get us out of here and send you off into your weekend. Send me home to not eat furiously <laughs> masturbate angrily <laughs> and then go to sleep early dreaming of fucking pizza uh, what do we got jc okay last one uh from angry pencil studios um he or she they are interested in what are some of the coolest gifts you guys have gotten from fans and what are some of the strangest gifts you have gotten from fans hmm one of the coolest gifts I ever got from a fan. Look, anytime somebody renders me as a drawing or a sculpture or something like that, that's amazing. Uh, and I keep them. They're all around my house and stuff like that. But while I was on the Jane Silent Bob Reboot Roadshow Tour, um, there were these two dudes who came backstage afterwards, like part of the VIP experience. And um, they brought with them a 16 millimeter Arri SR2 which is the exact same kind of camera we shot clerks on. And the guy was like, we clean out places for a living. So like places that are like, we were cleaning out an old film school and they had these cameras laying around that were just getting thrown out. And I remember you'd said something about an Arri SR2. So I thought you might like this. And I swear to you, it was one of my favorite things I've ever received uh, from a fan, let alone anybody in my entire life because i was like holy shit it suddenly made me go like why didn't i try to buy the real area sr2 that i fucking made clerks on like that's a goddamn treasure that was literally the bridge to the rest of my life but in lieu of that i've got this area sr2 that now sits right in my office i see it all the time so i love that gift that was great you um two things come to mind Ooh. um the first was it was somebody who came to see the show here at Scum and Villainy. Mm -hmm. He might have had one for both of us. I don't remember. But he was a guy who was kickstarting this line of statues, these gold-plated statues. <gasps> and, uh, and it was the notorious M-O-D-O-K. Yes. 
And no, so it was instead like instead of notorious B.I.G., B. it was notorious Modoc. <laughs> so it was like B.I.G.'s face, but he was sitting on the Modoc throne with a crazy Modoc thing, and but it was all gold, like the infinity, like the the fertility idol and Indiana Jones. And uh, and I still have that at home because I thought it was the coolest it's fucking beautiful thing. original piece. Bro. Oh, it's so lovely! I got mine too. And uh, and the other thing is a is a guy who I I bumped into. I want to say it was at San Diego, maybe it was New York. I can't remember which convention it was. Um, but he he, you know, longtime listener of the podcast, gave me a copy of Black Panther's first appearance in Fantastic Four, like the book itself. <clears throat> the original comic. The original comic. And you it's know, worth money. It's worth money. It was definitely at a convention because I think he probably came from one of the retailers who were at a convention. Right. And he's like, I saw this on the wall and I had to get it because I, you know, I know how much Black Panther means to you, and especially after you doing the the month of Black Panther shows. And I feel if anybody should have had it, it's you. And I was like, Well, dude, I don't fucking know what to say. He's like, Don't say anything, man. Just thanks he for it. He's like, Just give me ten thousand dollars and <laughs> <laughs> it's yours. <laughs> That's a fucking pricey book. Yeah, it's a nice gift. It's, it's a really a nice, wonderful gift. gift. And so, like, I, I I still have it. Like, it's it's on whatever version of a wall I have it in my house. I don't right. have a bunch of comic books up, but it's it's displayed in my house because it is the most wonderful thing that could not have been more unexpected, but also more welcome and well deserved. And well, well, that, that's um, for that's for other people to decide. I should uh, also include in that list uh, a fan once gave me a really nice piece of artwork and then i was like oh this guy's good let's use him and he has done every piece of artwork for fat man uh on batman and fat man beyond mm -hmm. and that's our good old nate gonzalez who usually sits right there <laughs> in front of us but as we all know covid so mm -hmm. he's not sitting right there but that was a fan who gave me something where i was like i I could use you and, <laughs> and put him to work. <laughs> and uh, he's been working for us ever since. You got Moxie, kid. Let me exploit you for money. Yeah, I'm going to buy your talent, see, <laughs> with money. Um, yeah, man. So it's fans give us great stuff. The uh, fans, uh, I mean, look, without fucking people liking what I do, I wouldn't even still be here and shit. Been doing this shit 26 years because people are really nice man if you give them something or say something that makes a difference in their lives or entertains them for a few moments they tend to want to like pay you back and they give you wonderful things and they give you a piece of themselves they make like boxes they make artwork like i'm always blown away when somebody gives me a heavy piece of artwork cut from wood featuring like me or one of my dopey friends i'm like holy shit man that's crazy so thank you to all the fans who've ever given us anything uh, me and this guy, but Indeed. I would just like to say that I too would like a first appearance of Black Panther. If anybody's, <laughs> <laughs> anybody's giving out valuable comic books, fuck. If anybody's at a convention, whenever that happens, just saying. Looking for a near mint copy, though. That's my only caveat. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna go CGC. We're gonna slap. Yeah, if, you, if you've so. got a poor copy, you fucking hold on to that. But you save <laughs> yeah. the near mints for me. Yeah, I'm not here for your sentimental value. I'm here for <laughs> yeah. Resale. I don't want to read it. I want to price it and resell it. How dare you? Um, that's it. That's our three questions. That's it. Although I'll share, uh, because you guys talking triggered my memory. Do it. We had a guy, uh, come in here and, um, give us an envelope and I get a lot of stuff here. Also S star Wars geeky patches and things like that. Mm. This was a guy who worked at NASA on the Mars Rover and he had the opportunity to engrave 
uh, something on the Mars rover that's on Mars right now. And he put the name Scum and Villainy Cantina, uh, JC and Jen. Are you shitting me? So you got shit on the, on Mars. So we, we're the first bar on Mars, <laughs> and that that choked us up. Like that was the thing where we were. Oh my God, we're in space for real. Ah, uh, that is fucking beautiful, man. So you, that's something we'll never. I mean, that's something I'll take with Mars. me forever. Guy, he got his ass to Mars. Oh my God, how fucking <laughs> awesome. Um. What a great note to go out on. Seriously. Scum and villainy literally in outer space. You, go, you could see scum and villainy uh, cantina on Mars. You might not see it here anymore. <laughs> right. yeah. but Can't see it you, on Earth. If you join up with Elon Musk and you get to Mars, you can join us there. There it is, man. I mean, you're franchising, clearly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Second location, first location, Hollywood. Second location, Mars. <laughs> the, the, the Martian surface. The third location, the Outer Rim. <laughs> third location, Poughkeepsie. <laughs> People are like, why? I like a cheap rent. <laughs> and there was yeah. a guy who wanted to partner up. <laughs> um, there it is. Fuck, that's awesome. Scum yeah. and villainy in outer space. That's man. super cool. Put a spring in my step. Made me slightly less hungry. <laughs> Filled me with joy. Filled my stomach with joy. Aww. So now I'm not thinking about eating. Uh, did you have a good time, kids? Yeah. On Friday night? I sure did. Wouldn't be able to have that good time unless we had some place to do it. Give it up for JC for letting us come into this here bar of his, Scum and Villainy Cantina. Wouldn't have any uh, images to show you or cameras to switch around. You wouldn't even know JC was here were it not for Andrew in the other room flicking around cameras and stuff. Still don't have a camera for himself. One day we'll put one back there so we can go to the Andrew cam. <laughs> He'll be like the, the dude in the torpedo bay who's just huddled under giant wads of mechanics. No, he's like uh, fucking, what's his name? In, uh, in the Hunt for October where he's like, Paganini. <laughs> you know, the dude who was like, listen here, Senior Beaumont. Yes. Consona, Crazy Ivan. Crazy Ivan. <laughs> um, all right. And uh, we really wouldn't have a fucking show. Uh, without the dude standing to my left, give it up for Mr. Mark Bernard. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, we're not having a show next week? Um, I don't believe we are. Unless another news, a week of news breaks. We gotta get to I, the fat cave. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and we have to get back here. Emergency fat man! I had to, what are the, what's the date today? Today's the 16th. And so next week would be, uh, if it would be the 23rd. So we may have a show. Maybe, we'll see. Before I go to to uh or maybe we take that week off and then have the show november 2nd right before the election then there'll be a lot of news right i don't know we'll figure it out we'll let you know yeah, we'll be back but in the meantime we're done now this is finished <laughs> we're going home. fuck off See it is later. done um maybe i'm gonna go have dinner what should i have Ooh, pizza i rub it all over my nipples can you send me a picture of that? Pan <laughs> deep dish. Can you put me on the phone? Let me hear it. Mm, Chicago style. Oh, down. Speaking of Chicago, movies pop up. Coming to Chicago. Go to moviespopup.com. Um, that's all we got for you, man. <laughs> that's the show for this week. Um, that's Fat Man Beyond for this week. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Mark Bernardin. Tune in next time. Same fat time. Same fat channel smogcast.com or youtube.com slash kevin smith for the good of all cree so say we all and uh wakanda forever this has been a production of smodco internet radio sir 
only at smodcast.com.